Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to LGBTND, where the D stands for dice, and every voice you hear is a member of the LGBT community. You can call me Andy, because that's my name, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be your GM as we continue our second campaign of Masks, A New Generation. I'm joined, as usual, by my four lovely players, who all have introduced themselves to you before we get underway. Let's start this week with Vanessa. Would you like to remind us who you are, who you're playing, and one thing you remember from last week? Um, I'm Vanessa. I use she, her pronouns. I'm playing Jack, a.k.a. Scarlet Web, and... Last week, oh, I tried to stop the building from collapsing, and I had to answer a phone call from my mom, who was very worried about where I was. Oh, true. I remember that. Next up, Alexia, would you like to remind us who you are, who you're playing, and one thing you remember from last week? Uh, Hello, my name is indeed Alexia. I go by she, her pronouns. And I'm playing Gabriella, or Invocation. And last week, uh, I criticised, predominantly Hope, but I suppose to a lesser extent, by through pure osmosis, uh, Scarlet Web for just letting the building that they were like standing in be destroyed, obliterated, and, and not seeming to care at all. Very bad. Real shame. Next up, Eve, would you like to remind us who you are, who you're playing, and one thing you remember from last week? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Weaver, you can call me Eve. Uh, I use she, her, they, them pronouns. Um, oh, I'm playing Hope, Hope Hardell, who just, her superhero name is, is Hope, uh, because I'm creative. Um... And one thing from last week that I remember that I will never be able to forget is just, you got this. The best comfort and support line ever. Which was just, it was thrown around so, like, it meant something, and I love it, where it was just like, you're being attacked, you got this. Help me, I'm dying, you got this. Just found out I've got cancer, you've got this, way. Okay. Last but not least, Justin, would you like to remind us who you are, who you're playing, and one thing you remember from last week? Uh, yeah, I'm Justin. I use he, him pronouns. My character is Zaylor. Um, he uses he, him pronouns himself as well. Um, and something that happened last week. We're not in the internet anymore. We got out of the internet. I kind of didn't help with the whole situation with invocation either. It was just like, well, that may or may not be true, but I can't help it. I'm sorry. I think that's the extent of what I did after helping uh, arrest a criminal. That's what I did. Our cover shows a high school gymnasium decorated for a homecoming dance. In the center, Jack Go dances with Scarlet Web as Bex Bailey looks on. Invocation is dancing with a large chameleon, while Miraculous dances with an anthropomorphic hippopotamus. Hope stands in the spotlight, all alone, as electricity sparks around her. This is Hopeful's number six, Ballroom Blitz. So, before we get into what actually happens on the panels, each of you has a love letter that I wrote and left in Roll20 for you. Who wants to go first with their love letter? I will. Okay. Jack, if you want to go ahead and read out your love letter and then make your roll for it. Dear Jack, most people may have accepted your non-binary status without question, but unfortunately, your mom doesn't have any idea about what's going on and is taking you dress shopping for homecoming. Roll plus mundane. On a 10 plus, choose 2. On a 7 to 9, choose 1. On a 6 or lower, your mom says the wrong thing and you mark a condition. 
Okay. Oh, I got a six, so it doesn't matter. Uh, my mom says the wrong thing, and I mark a condition. Okay. So, Jack, why don't you go ahead and tell me what does it look like on the page as your mom has taken you shopping for homecoming clothes? How does Jack feel about this? What's sort of going on on our page? Oh, God. Okay. So, we're definitely in, like, um, like, a traditional, like, prom and, like, whatever dress store. And there's other girls, like, milling about looking at stuff. And... Um, there's probably, like, one or two dresses that Jack actually does kind of like, but is too insecure about wearing because they're still trying to really, like, press on the fact that, like, I'm not a girl, so, um, they're kind of rebelling against any kind of femininity right now. Um. But I want to say that, like, the panel, like, while we see that other stuff in the, um, I want to say, like, foreground, but just kind of, like, blurry, in, like, the center is Jack in just, like, not poofy, but, like, a very, like, sleek, like, red dress that their mom absolutely loves and they absolutely despise. All right. So I think that's going to be the scene where she says the wrong thing. As you come out of the sort of changing room wearing this dress, your mom's sitting there and she looks up from her phone and just says, Oh, Jacqueline, you look so pretty in that dress. It's perfect. Don't you don't... just love it? I had one just like it when I was in your when I was your age. You know, every girl needs their little red dress. Oh my god. How is Jack reacting to that? Well, I already have insecure marked and angry. Um <laughs> so my only options are either guilty or hopeless. I'm gonna go with hopeless. That's fair. Um, Jack's just gonna kind of look at themselves in the mirror and just say, it's just not really my style. What do you, what do you mean? It looks so good on you, though. <sighs> and I think on that sort of awkward noise that Jack makes in response. Let's go ahead and read out Hope's love letter. Okay. Uh, this should be fun. Um, it starts off on a strong note. You guys are going to love this because it, it, yeah. Dear Hope, your self-image has been at a relative low lately. Wonder why. And you've gone to Ty Revere for help in fixing that. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Ty Revere is Yellow Jacket, right? Yes. Bueno. Uh, roll plus savior. On a 10 plus, Ty says the right thing, clear a condition, or mark potential. On a 7 to 9, Ty takes some time in getting there. Choose one from below. On a 6 or lower, Ty doesn't know what to say, and I will choose one for you. Do not clear a condition or mark potential. Okay, so I'm going to roll and then read everything off. And then, was that? Uh, just roll, and then if you have to make a decision, we can have you read out what you decide. Oh, I got a, I got a 12, because Savior is my strong suit. Um, so paint me a picture of what it looks like as Hope is at Ty Revere's apartment and looking to him for advice. Or whatever reason it is that she flew over there at the end of last issue. 
uh validation just like going over there and saying like hey i like like i've got this right like i'm like i'm actually doing good like i'm actually helping people like i'm i'm actually a hero right like this isn't just a show is it so I think we get a panel of the two of you sitting on his couch in the living room. By the way, uh, Ty is sort of on the upper, like the quote-unquote upper crust of Halcyon's teenage celebrities. He has his own apartment, lives on his own. He's only... Fancy. Uh, uh, what is he, 17? Did I say his age yet? I don't remember. Well, he's only like 17, but is still well off enough that he's able to afford his own apartment. So we get a panel of the two of you just sort of sitting on his couch and he looks over at you. He says, yeah, I mean, what, like, what's going on? What made you think that you're not a hero? Well, a building kind of collapsed. I mean, and I was—you did like, your best to stop it, right? Yeah, but like, if I'm not—if my best isn't like saving the day, then, then you know, am I a superhero or am I just like somebody who's dressing up as one? Did you save people? Uh. Yeah, 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 a few. So you're a hero. That's what heroes do, Hope. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. If you save people, you're a hero. If you hurt people, you're a villain. I guess that makes sense. So are you going to mark potential or shift... Wait, what was it? Mark potential or a clear condition? Uh, well, I have a condition. It's guilty. So I'm going to clear that because I feel better. I feel less guilty about letting the building collapse. Fair. Suck a dick invocation. <laughs> Speaking of invocation, you want to go ahead and read out your love letter for us? Uh, yes, certainly. One moment. Rune has... Oh, dear Gabriella, Rune has disappeared. After he sent you to the Halcyon University Robotics Laboratory, you haven't heard from him since. Something isn't quite right, but perhaps he just has other matters to attend to. Now is your time to strike out on your own and prove you don't need a mentor. Roll plus superior. On a hit, choose one. On a seven to nine, tell the GM about a mistake you've made recently and mark a condition. On a miss, you're in way over your head, and you'll find yourself in a situation you can't get out of on your own. Uh, superior. Twelve. Full hit. All right. Um, I'm going to go with... Your heroics have gone mostly well. Mark potential and tell the GM what you've done to earn it. So... I think for Invocation's heroics, I, I feel like she would have maybe done a few solo missions. And a most I think her most significant one would be in fending off maybe another magic, like an evil magic user, a supervillain, who was attempting to steal... A specific an artifact from the Halcyon City Museum. It's uh, I imagine it being a mirror that allows them that would have allowed them to cross into other dimensions where they hoped that they'd be able to amass more and more power and start conquering everything because they're a classic villain and they like power for power's sake. But with the use of you know canonically, I used my trusty Baraka Lama, 
who is, of course, a llama, to defeat them, put a stop to them. I was able to arrest them, and not a single building was destroyed, in spite of the fact that their ability was elemental magic, so stuff like fire, lightning, frost, earth. All right. And that will lead us to, last but not least, Miraculous, if you would like to read out your love letter for us. Dear Miraculous, you've been really stressed out by this heroic stuff, haven't you? Emotions are running high, and you know that's not good for your managing your incredible powers. You know one thing that can always put your emotions at ease, though, and that's hero work. Roll plus mundane to establish your starting position. Nine. So that is not the best one. I get to choose one. So Um, you can either clear one of your conditions that you have or start the scene here in just a few moments in a position of power. I have five conditions marked. You sure do. Think I should clear one. That's probably smart. Which one would you like to clear? Uh... Well, since I have all of them, I guess I can be as meta as I want. Which is to say... Hopeless. You hear that, Hope? I'm not hopeless. Good. I mean, you might be soon, but... Our comic proper begins with a banner. Halcyon High North Homecoming 2020. Jack, Gabriella, Hope... Why don't each of you tell me a little bit about where you find your character in the gymnasium, what they're doing, and what sort of outfit they're wearing. Let's start with Hope. This is uh, like homecoming proper, isn't it? Yes, this is the homecoming dance. Uh, Banners, streamers, balloons. I didn't ever go to homecoming. Fill in what happens at homecoming here. Uh, Your peers all around you using dancing as an excuse to grind on each other. All that fun high school stuff. I love that this is like a group full of queers and you're like, I didn't go to, to homecoming. Like, fill in the blanks. And it's like, I didn't go to homecoming either. So, I went dances. We had one every year in high school. So did we. I just never went. Uh, most because it's just like it's hard to feel comfortable when you're like being forced to dress up for something you're not. But uh, social commentary. Uh, so Hope shows up and she's wearing this like really beautiful, like shimmery uh, sequined gold dress. And it's really elegant. And it has that like off the shoulder like cape effect that's really really in right now um and she's wearing just like very minimal jewelry very simple jewelry she has her hair like pulled up into this like high braid that kind of falls down over one shoulder um and yeah as she like she's like doing her best to kind of like to not show off but to kind of show off so it's like a humble brag kind of thing Fair enough. Uh, Is Ty coming with her? Is that her date for the evening? Uh, I mean, he never asked her. Well, it was sort of set up by your PR agent. So unless you... Yeah, the whole thing was like homecoming game, homecoming dance. Uh, So unless you would stop him from going, I assumed that the two of you would be going together. Uh, yeah, we're probably going together then. Second question. Is he wearing, like, a matching suit? Is he in, like, a gold suit? Oh, God, no. What is he wearing? Because I'm bad at knowing what people actually wear to look good. (laughs) So, I guess, like, the one question would be, like, does he dress up to, like, match Hope? Or does he dress up to kind of, like, have his own fashion? No, this is, I don't want to say that, like, this is all a publicity stunt or something like that. But the two of you have been paired together to make a show. Okay. He is dressed to match you, yeah. 
So then I imagine that he's wearing like a, a very dark gray suit, uh, not quite black, but a dark gray suit with like a, like an off-white, beigey, pink button-down shirt uh, with like a nice vest over it, like the dark gray pinstriped vest over it. And then his tie is like a really pretty shimmery gold that matches my dress. All right, I can dig it. What sort of part of the dance are you all in? Are you like out on the dance floor? Are you off to the side getting drinks? Where would we find you amongst the people of your high school? So uh, 100% Hope is going to be dancing. All right. Next up, Jack, what did you decide to wear? And where would we find you in the cluster of Halcyon High students? Um, I would say that uh, Jack kept saying no to everything their mom liked and convinced their parents to let them go shopping with their friends. So Jack ended up getting themselves a pantsuit um, in the same color as whatever Bex is wearing. Okay. Nudge, nudge. I don't know what Bex is wearing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bex, I think, has... Hey, Eve. You're the fashion person of this group. You want to design an outfit for Bex? Uh, sure. Um, she wouldn't be nearly as flashy as Hope, but like, what is like, what would if you were gonna play dress up on a geeky, semi geeky uh, photography student? How would you dress them? Well, I would need to know her skin color and her hair color. That way, I can pick something that's going to like suit her and actually not like drown her out. Do we know those things? We do. I forgot what I've said. I forgot what I assigned for, and I don't have her description written down. I don't remember what you said either. I might have written something down, but I've been imagining her as blonde. Uh, nope. All I have written down is her name. I think I said she had auburn hair before. Auburn? Okay, that makes sense. For some reason, the word Auburn is sticking in my brain. And let's say fair skin. Oh, I do remember she had freckles. Yeah. Then I would probably do something that's like uh, to really play with the warmth. And so I would do something that's like a teal. Um, I actually just found a dress that's really quite lovely. It's this teal... Uh, very, like, tule kind of dress with lace on the front, like lace inlay. And I think that that would be really lovely on someone who's, like, very auburn and fair skin, like the model in the picture. I can dig it. Uh, Bex, that's the name I was looking for. Bex is standing next to Jack, or nearby Jack, in her teal dress. What is, so Jack is wearing a pantsuit to sort of match that? Yeah. Okay. And where would we find them in this group of students? Uh, probably dancing. Okay. Important question. How good of a dancer is Jack? I think Jack's a pretty good dancer. Okay. I'll allow that decision. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Gabriella, what you wearing to homecoming, and where do we find you? Um, I think Gabriella would be wearing just like a purple dress. Um, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, that's it. That, that's the all the description you're getting. Um, right. and she would be with. Uh, I think I think she'd be. Maybe off in a corner with some of her... Um, I mentioned that she used to be a cheerleader, so maybe some of her cheerleading friends that she's still... She's still friends with them, but she feels like maybe they're 
their friendship's fading a bit, so she's kind of using this opportunity to some extent to try to get back in with them more. So at the minute, she's talking to, I'm giving them names, uh, Maxine, because I just recently finished the Life is Strange comic series, and oh. Jessica. Okay. As the group of you are talking, and Hope and Jack are out on the floor dancing, you, all of you, sort of notice that there is sort of a static crackle across the speakers. The music cuts out. And then the three of you hear a voice that says, all right, Halcyon, you all ready to crank this party up a notch? Gabriella, you would recognize that as the voice of Cyberpunk. But before we get into what's happening there, we're going to cut across town. We find ourselves at the Halcyon City Zoo, where there's a crowd of people running from an exhibit in terror. As the crowd flees, we see the water in the exhibit start breaking and the, hit, and the head of a hippopotamus breaching it. The humanoid body of a very large hippo breaks through the water and climbs out of its exhibit, picking up a golf cart-like vehicle that drives by and slinging it through the air. We get a panel inside of our panel, proclaiming this to be the villain Ripopotamus. Miraculous, would you like to make a cool entrance into this scene? There are two people in this golf cart being flung through the air. There is a large uh, anthropomorphic hippo man that is running terror on the zoo. So I guess the real question would be where I was before it happened. This is like evening, isn't it? Yes, it is uh, during the time of homecoming, which I believe happens usually in the nighttime. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. So yeah, is it? Is, are we just gonna hand wave that, or am I deciding that? Uh, Unless you've got somewhere in mind that you would have been, because I didn't go to the dance. So where would I be? I think I'm going to hand wave it because I can't think of anything interesting per se. So. I mean, you can just swoop in superhero style to save the day. It's not really too important where you were before that. Fair enough. Um, I don't know why that's so hard for me to, to think that it's a, a thing that's allowed, basically. Uh, but. Especially because it's magical. It's like, I don't want to just bamf into existence. Like, hey, stop that. But that also sounds hilarious, so let's just do that. But it's like, it's it's angrier than usual. It's got, like, spiky bubbles because I have a lot of conditions right now. Okay, so Ripopartimus has flung a golf cart through the air. There's two people inside of it. What is it that you're doing as you bamf into existence? I'm gonna bamf, um, charge up at a power. Okay, roll your burn for me then. I mean, I sure fucking hope that goes well, all things considered. Yeah, 12, good. <laughs> okay, so you've got three burn, what do you want to do with it? Um, I'm gonna cast a shielding spell, so in this case, uh... Let's go with sort of sports-oriented. Have a baseball glove appear to catch the cart. And then it'll lower it down. Uh, shielding. It says you call up a fast protective field to stop a danger. Spend one burn to defend someone else from an immediate threat. Rolling plus... Blech. Wow, words. Spend one burn to defend someone else from an immediate threat. Rolling plus freak instead of plus savior. All right. You managed to get this baseball mitt up in time to catch this cart and lower it and the say, uh, citizens down to the ground. As soon as you do, though, Ripopartimus looks over at you 
and just starts charging in your direction. What do you want to do? I'm going to say that is the opposite of stopping. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to try and fight him. Fisticuffs. Okay. Just going to hand-to-hand fight him? I mean magic-to-hand, because I'm a freak like that. It's, it's a move, is what I'm saying. Um, but more specifically, it'll be a sort of concentrated burst towards him. I'm trying to imagine. I don't have enough of an aesthetic to consistently think of things, so it's just kind of off the cuff what I'm doing here, obviously. Um, so in this case... Oh, I'm going to mime throwing a smoke bomb down, but instead of uh, smoke blowing up for where I'm at, it blows up where he's at, and then it's more explosive than it is smoke. Reality Storm. I channel a destructive burst with my powers, spending one burn to directly engage a threat using my powers instead of using plus danger. Okay, go ahead and draw that for me. 12 again. Also, and if I do, I'll cause unwanted collateral damage unless I spend another burn. Oh no! Unwanted collateral damage! Yeah, so I rolled a 12, that means I get to pick two, right? I guess in this case, I don't have allies, so... Resistor avoid their blows, especially since they're being thrown so easily. Um, yeah, there's nothing to take from them at the moment, so I'll, I'll impress, surprise, or frighten them. Okay, so this explosion rocks out. Uh... Yeah. This explosion rocks out. It hits Ripopartimus. It sends him flying through the air backwards. He smashes into another exhibit. These sort of iron bars that are keeping these animals back. There is now a stampede of wild animals. Let's say... Yeah, okay. He goes flying through the air. Hits these iron bars that keep the lions inside of their exhibit, smashes through them, and there are now lions flooding out of the exhibit into Halcyon City Zoo. Meanwhile, across town, what's going on in the gym as you all hear Cyberpunk talking through the speakers? Less than 24 hours after you thought you all put him in jail. Would we all recognize his voice or would it just be me or i mean i don't think i've ever heard cyberpunk speak yeah by the time hope and i got there he was already out how well known a villain is he is he has he got a really distinctive voice that everyone would just instantly recognize or could he would most people apart from maybe me just assume that it's the dj saying that or something Well, you all have heard the DJ. You know it's not him. So, like, this is, like, through the static and, like, the way that his voice is coming across the speakers, it's very much sounding staticky and, like, interference is happening. It's definitely not the DJ that you all have already heard. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to kind of grab Bex, like, protectively, and just start, like, leading her toward the exit. What? What's going on, Jack? Where are we going? Uh, I, I don't know what's happening, but I have a bad feeling. What are... Uh, not Miraculous. Hope and Invocation doing? Um, I think I might be trying to do something similar with my two friends. I, I feel like Gabriella would probably be like, hey guys, let's go outside really quick. I, 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 need, I need some night out. Let's go outside just really quick. And she kind of grabs them both by the wrist and starts trying to drag them towards the, the door. Okay. What about Hope? Is is Cyberpunk actually there, or is this just over the speakers? Uh, if you would like to look around for him, you could assess the situation. Uh, what what check is that? That's superior. Yeah, I can yes. try. I got a five. Go ahead and uh, mark your potential for me. 
And as you were looking around, trying to find Cyberpunk, you hear the voice over the speaker say, Come on, guys. Let's crank this party up to fucking 11. There is another crackle of electricity, and he says, Why don't we call out some of your uh, super friends to crank this party up? I know Hope goes to the school, right? Hope, where are you at? The lights shut off, and there is a big spotlight that starts, like, moving around the dance floor. Hope, would you be trying to avoid it, or would you go into it? Um, or something in the middle? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to turn to Ty, and I'm just going to be like, uh, cut the power, go. And I'm going to kind of shove him. Roll to provoke someone for me. Okay, that's superior, which I just failed at. Let's see if I do any better. I got a six. Okay, uh, you could use team selfishly or mark potential and also. Oh, I have, I have influence over him. Oh, you do? Yes, okay. I do. That is a plus one. We'll bring you up to a seven. And let's see. So you already have influence over him. I think he's going to sort of look at you and he's like, yeah, all right, what? Where do I... I can't see those. The lights are already off. Uh, I'm going to unfurl my wings. And light the... Like, it's going to be a... Like, I'm going to focus very much so I'm making it like a light show. And I'm going to just look at him and say, uh, get outside, cut the power. Or, like, he, stay inside and cut the power. He, like, turns and runs off. As he does, this spotlight settles over you, Hope. You are now the center of attention. What's Jack doing as the spotlight shines on Hope? And Cyberpunk has said that, uh, according to him, multiple heroes go to your school. Um, Jack is still trying to get Bex out of here. Jack grabs hold of Bex and is, like, pulling her towards the exit. Unfortunately, the exit is crowded with your schoolmates that are trying to shove their way out through the darkness as this high school dance has been taken over. It's going to be very difficult for the two of you to get through this crowd of people. What do you want to do? Um, can I see, are the doors like closed and people can't get out or are people just crowded out and it's taking them a while to get out people are crowded out the doors are open but like people are pushing and shoving trying to get through in that way that stops everyone from getting through okay um is this the only way out yes okay then, um, I think I'm going to keep my back to the crowd, um, and just stand, like, protectively, like, guarding them, so that way if anything comes for them, I'm in the way. Alright. Does the addition of the spotlight on Hope change what Gabrielle is doing? Um, am I still in the midst of trying to drag my friends out of the the room? Yeah, you are caught pretty squarely in the center of this group of people that is rushing their way out of the gymnasium. Um. Or attempting to. Can I try and summon something stealthily? You can give it a shot. What are you trying to summon? Uh, I am trying to summon. It's quite. It's quite dark. Um, I'm going to summon a chameleon, Chameleonardo da Vinci, and I'm going to. See, my intention is to try to have Chameleonardo on the roof, kind of just above where Hope is, so that 
it can leap to her defense as and when she needs it. I don't know what role that would be. I think you don't actually have to roll just to summon it. Okay. Once it takes an action, though, that'll be a move that you have to make. Hope, what are you doing as the spotlight shines on you? Uh, well, I'm going to do my best to kind of, like, act as a distraction. Because I know that several people on my team aren't out as superheroes yet. And if he knows their secret identities, like, I don't want him to to have the opportunity to, like, find them and out them. But if I, like, started shouting, like, you know, secret name, get out, like, that's going to be a tip-off. So I'm just going to do my best to kind of keep him distracted. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm just going to shout, what do you want? You see lightning arc out from the speakers onto the stage. When the two bolts of lightning meet, they form the humanoid binary form of cyberpunk. He looks over at you, Hope, and says, Now I know you're not the only one here tonight. Scarlet Web, why don't you come out and join us? And from the glow of his electrical binary body, you see Scarlet Web join him up on the stage. And let's cut back over to the zoo. Miraculous, you've knocked Ripopartamus into the lion exhibit. There are now a pride of lions out roaming Halcyon Zoo, chasing people down. What do you want to do? Now that's a hard question. Oh my goodness. I thought this was supposed to be easy relief, damn it! <laughs> um, nope. Priorities. Uh, he's gonna cause worse things to happen here. I guess I gotta yell at him and say, uh, what do you even want here? Those lines are going to hurt people. Roll plus mundane for me to try to pierce his mask. Uh, that would be a five. Okay, mark your potential. He stands up from where he was knocked into the guardrail and says, That's exactly what I want. People have been locking away the animals for far too long. They deserve to run free over this city. They, we are the dominant species, not people like you. And as people are running... You see a lady running past you, and she says, Miraculous, help us! Yes, exactly. <laughs> God dang it. She's she's telling me, you got this. <sighs> Damn it, this is difficult to do with just me! Ah! Okay, I have an ability for that, but I don't have enough burn, I think. I need one for the shield, one for the thing, so I should down to one. Am I able to charge more? <laughs> we had this discussion earlier today. I think you can... I'm going to make the ruling, and this could be completely wrong. You char- You can charge more of your burn, but you will lose what you have already. So, like, if you've got one and you get three, you would have the three you wouldn't have four. That makes sense. So would you like to charge your burn? No, absolutely not. No. Um, hmm. Well, if I can't rely on those, I guess I'll have to rely on the regular moves. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to figure out what I can do because there's a lot going on. It's going to go terribly. You could assess the situation to figure that out. That's exactly what I was asking to do. All right. Roll plus superior for me. Oh, I rolled a 10. Okay, you get to ask two questions from the list. What here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? Oh, wait, the vulnerable is not the right thing I'm asking. Um, who? What here is in the greatest danger? Because it's got to prioritize. Um, 
And I guess how could we best end this quickly? Because I need it to be done quick. As far as what here is in the greatest danger, you see a family being chased by a couple of lions. As you look over at them, it's like a man, presumably his wife, and a young girl. They are about to be cornered by two lions. They are currently in the greatest danger. And ending this quickly, as you were looking around, you see two people coming into the scene that were not here before. One is a presumably male figure in golden armor carrying a sword. The other is a slightly younger looking male on a bike. This would be the Golden Knight and BMX Caliber. The Golden Knight rides on the pegs of BMX Caliber's bike as they get closer to you. Golden Knight points at you with his sword and says, Wizard, what can we do to help you? Internally, my eyes roll back to my insides of my brain. He definitely has a small external sigh, though. And... <laughs> um, how are we going to do this? I don't want him getting the glory because he doesn't deserve it. Golden night, more like golden shower. Um, I'm going to tell him, save that family from the those pack of lions. Okay. Intentionally saying the wrong thing. Uh, I'll handle the hippo man. Roll to provoke someone for me. Got an eight. Okay. He, still pointing his sword, says, A wise call, mighty wizard Merlin. BMX caliber, let us be off to help the citizens. And you are going to gain influence over the Golden Knight. As BMX Caliber rides away on his bike. Let's go back to the gym. Jack, what's the look on your face as you see Scarlet Webb go up on stage about to fight against Cyberpunk? Does this actually look like my Scarlet Webb costume? This looks exactly like your Scarlet Webb costume. Specifically, this looks exactly like you in your Scarlet Web costume. Anger. That is what is on my face right now. Pure rage. Are you doing anything about it, or are you still defending citizens? Um, still defending citizens for now. Um, I want to make sure that they get out of here before I do anything rash and impulsive okay your back is to the crowd correct yeah okay just wondering oh god hope what are you doing you have the spotlight on you uh cyberpunk is now visible there is scarlet web up on the stage about to fight him uh Okay. Uh, does Scarlet Web, um, are they, like, actually taking, like, aggressive stances? Like, are they actually going to attack, or is this, like, a standoff? You can roll to pierce the mask if you want to find out their true intentions. Uh, sure. I got a five. I am shitty today. Sorry, guys. Okay, mark your potential. It appears as if the Scarlet Web on the stage is actually doing battle with Cyberpunk. They charge forward at Cyberpunk, who extends their hand and an arc of electricity shoots out from it and hits Scarlet Web in the chest sending them flying off of the stage into the gymnasium floor. A, uh, sorry, 
a second spotlight comes on and shines directly on Scarlet Web. Gabriella, what are you doing as all this is going on? Uh, yeah, I have literally no reason to suspect that this, that Scarlet Web might not be our Scarlet Web, do I? Um, could I have, um, being that it, I assume it is our Scarlet Web, can I have used, when uh, they got knocked back by Cyberpunk's lightning, could I have used Camilinado's, Camilinado da Vinci's tongue to have kind of wrapped around her to grab her to prevent her from slamming into the floor? Uh, them. For them, Scarlet sorry, Web. yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure, go ahead and roll to defend Scarlet Web for me. Sure. Nine. Okay, you can either add a team to the pool, take influence over them, or clear a condition. Um, do I have any conditions? I don't believe so. I'll, uh, I'll add a team to the pool, I guess. Okay. And then on a 7 to 9, you can expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Uh, I think escalate the situation makes more sense in this context. Okay. As this tongue reaches out from the ceiling and grabs hold of what you believe to be Scarlet Web, you hear a scream from the other side of the gymnasium. The air around all of you reverberates with shock. The stage that Cyberpunk is on starts to splinter, and they look over at it and says, and say, Well, it looks like my help's arrived. And out from the shadows on the other side of the gymnasium steps a girl that you all would recognize as the one that you talked down in the cafeteria just under a week ago. And at that point, let's go back to the zoo. Miraculous, the Golden Knight and BMX Caliber have taken off to help this family of lions. You've still got Ripopartimus in front of you. What are you doing? The cavalry has arrived. You're going down. I was trying to think of something more insulting. Um, all I could think of was, yet yeah, you wear the skin of a hippo, you disgusting person. <laughs> uh, to be fair, this is, or to be clear, this is an anthropomorphic hippo, not a guy in a hippo suit. Yeah, he wears the skin of one. So yeah, I guess I'll address that and be like, so what's your deal anyway? Are you a hippo become man or a man that's become a hippo? I am Ripopartimus. I owe you no explanation. And he picks up, like, a big chunk of, like, concrete that was knocked up when you blasted him backwards and is going to sling it in your direction. Uh, just curious. Did I impress him, surprise him, or uh, intimidate him or whatever? I think you surprised him. Good. Good. He was not expecting that from someone of your size. Fair. Um, cool. Uh, let's see, what can I do with that? What did they throw at me again? It was like, what, a pillar? It was just a big slab of concrete. Cool. I want to use my powers to, like, not really grab it, but redirect it. It's, <laughs> I'm thinking of the Yu-Gi-Oh card magic cylinder, but also, like, in martial arts where judo throw you'd use their force against them so in this case it would be like a grab and swing back right back at him but using my powers because i sure as hell can't do that with my bare hands roll to directly engage a threat for me ah shit well in that case i better use my burn for that i was trying to unleash my powers to overcome the obstacle but that's not against a person uh let's see so yeah, uh, Reality Storm. I'm going to spend a burn to use plus Freak instead. Ten! Okay, you get to pick two from the list. Avoid his blow, and uh, I guess I'll create an opportunity for my 
quote unquote allies. Okay. So you describe for me how it looks as you redirect this concrete slab. So like I said, it was uh that the pillar flies at me and I sort of do a turning motion where I sling it right back at him. Alright. It smashes into Ripopartimus, knocking him back into what used to be the lion den. Around that time, you see the Golden Knight on the back of BMX Caliber's bike. He's waving his sword in the air, guiding these lions, like, herding them back towards the enclosure. Mm. The enclosure that they came from, that Ripopartimus is now in. What are you doing as they are herding these lions back to where they belong? But also back to Ripopartimus. Aren't I just done now? That's fine. That's up to you. Can I assess the situation? Sure. Roll with superior for me. It's clear to me I've been making a lot of these rolls with a minus two. Case in point, I rolled a five. Take that potential. Ah, so much potential wasted on me. They managed to get the lions into the enclosure. The Golden Knight hops off of BMX Caliber's bike and turns to look at you and says, If you wouldn't mind advancing closer to give us some aid here, it would be nice to work as a team. And... I think I'm going to have you mark that last condition for me. What a dick. I have influence over him. He shouldn't talk shit. How is Miraculous responding? Don't be fucking rude, okay? You want to do it? I'll let you just do it by yourself. Uh, And then I'm going to boost him. Supercharge him with my powers. Just do a little volley over to him and charge him up. Because why the fuck not? Okay, are you explaining to him what's going on? I mean, I thought it was pretty clear when I said, just do it yourself. Okay, roll to provoke someone for me to figure out how he's reacting to this. As it says, oh dear, I rolled a two. What are you throwing? What's it look like? So, um, it's like holding like a, I guess I'm going with sports this episode. Uh... Kind of like a, not like a ball, but a basic, no, it's, it's a ball. It's a glowing ball, and I just sort of throw it directly at him. But it looks all friendly and soft, so that he should understand that it's definitely something good. But he'll interpret that as he wants. Yeah, you may have intended it to be friendly and soft. You're overwhelmed by what's going on here. I don't think you have quite that control over your powers. The ball of energy smacks into BMX Caliber as he moves to intercept it. And you watch as he falls over off of his bike. Back across town, at the da- at the dance, Cyberpunk and this girl that you all saved in the cafeteria a little while back have seemingly joined forces. Hope, are you doing anything about this? Uh, yeah. So, uh, it looks like it's, uh, like it's time for the show. Uh, I'm going to put on a, uh, a massive display of my powers. I'm basically just going to take a few steps towards the, uh, the stage and, uh, kind of like seeing that, that, a, a tongue caught Scarlet Web. I'm going to assume that it's like Scarlet Web is at least safe for now. So my focus is going to be on on Cyberpunk. So I'm going to uh, like moving forward, like tears in my eyes. I am going to just like shout at him. Uh, I'm just going to shout the word enough, and I'm going to like beat my wings. And just create like a huge gust, and I'm going to, uh, yeah, time for the show. I got a seven. Uh, when you put on it a flamboyant display of your powers, roll plus superior. 
on a seven to nine, name one NPC present. Uh, it's on a 10 to, you name two or more, uh, two. Uh, the named NPCs must either volunteer help or information, express admiration, or ask for your help, GM's choice. Uh, on a miss, which I didn't get, your display catches someone the wrong way. Okay, so name an NPC present here. Uh, I'm going to go for the uh, the telekinetic girl. She's either got to volunteer help, uh, information, express admiration, or ask for my help. She steps forward, one of the spotlights following her, and she looks at you and says, Hope Hardell, you think you're some savior of this city. You're nothing but a dictator trying to impose your views and will on everybody else. Myself and Cyberpunk, we don't work under your rules. We work above and beyond what you are. She lets out another yell. Hope you are going to be blasted backwards unless somebody wants to jump in to save you. Uh... Wait, I'm confused. What did she do? Uh, she is... Uh, let's see. Volunteering the information of, like, sort of their motives beyond, behind what's going on. Could I step in to try to help save Hope from the psychic assault? Go for it. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, I would like Camillionado da Vinci to use his exceptionally long tongue to so, so, um, presumably he couldn't like just jump in the way of it so I'm going to kind of do like a chop at the back of the psychic girl's neck just to disrupt her concentration essentially so that her psychic powers are thrown off Okay, so the only thing about that is he's on one side of Hope, the psychic girl is on the other. So, like, he would be, they would be facing each other across Hope. Mm -hmm. So how would he be getting at the back of her neck? It's a really, really long tongue. Roll to defend Hope for me. Also, this would require you putting down the fake Scarlet Web. Seven. Okay. You get to take influence over Hope, uh, add a team to the pool, or another thing that I forgot. I would like to take influence over Hope. Okay. Go ahead and mark that down. And then on a seven to nine, you can clear a condition or mark... Or wait, no. Sorry. I was thinking of something else. On a 7 to 9, you expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Um, exposing myself to danger doesn't really make sense because they haven't even, they don't seem to have any idea that I'm here, really. Yourself um, in this situation would be the chameleon. chameleon okay. Yeah, uh, the chameleon. Yeah, I'll expose myself to danger, I guess. Okay, so I think what happens is the tongue reaches out and sort of slaps the psychic girl as she's blasting Hope. Mm -hmm. Her psychic blast is going to be knocked off course, but the scarlet web from underneath you shoots two webs up at Camillionardo and pulls him down to the ground slamming him against the hardwood floor. Mm. And I want to cut over to Jack. Or rather, before I do that, Invocation, go ahead and mark a condition for me. Okay. Um, guilty. I made it way too obvious where Camelinado was hiding. That's fair. <laughs> and then I want to cut over to Jack. Jack, how are you feeling as you just watched Scarlet Web attack what you can only assume would be Invocation Summon? 
the girl from the other day is apparently teamed up with Cyberpunk and intends on destroying hope, apparently. Not feeling great, Andy. Um, how have people gotten out yet? As you turn to look, the crowd behind you has started to thin out a little bit, not a whole lot. But you do notice that conspicuous by her absence is one Bex Bailey. Fuck. And that's where we're ending our issue for this week. No! Because I like being an evil, rotten bastard. Fuck you. No. With that, we begin with Hopeful's number whatever we're on. Five? Six? Six. Just say all the numbers and then add it in, whatever it needs to be. We begin with Hopeful's number one. <laughs> we begin with Hopeful's number two. We be- No, I'm not going to do that. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Hey there. My name is Sophie Lesnay Redacted. My name is Mara Sunshine. My name is Joe Alias. If you're like us, you love fantasy, sci-fi, and all other forms of fiction. Also, if you're like us, you can't stand that the entirety of those genres get dominated by incredibly boring and interchangeable cis, white, abled, straight, male protagonists. Stories like that just weren't relatable to us. So we started making our own. Come join us at Dungeons and Queers, a podcast where we play tabletop RPGs like D&D and Interstitial. And focus on creating stories with diverse characterization and good representation of marginalized groups. We try to tell serious stories in a lighthearted way, focusing on themes like overcoming loss, finding your true family, and subverting your fascist government at every opportunity. Find Dungeons and Queers wherever you listen to podcasts if you're interested in hearing stories about people like you.